Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I bet with FanDuel. Because they're safe and secure, they offer great odds and markets across the NBA, NHL, and more. And because it's fun to combine multiple bets into same-game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the volume podcast network. I am Chad Millman, chief content officer of the action network joined as always by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better Simon Hunter. Hey Chad, talking more football. Another great day. Yeah, it's fun, right? Like it feels so different to talk about football than everything else. Yeah, it's just the most fun. I mean, we, we, we do love the other sports, everything like that, but football right now it's it's so far above king and and, and this everything like you see how they're doing their release now of their schedule they're yeah. doing a i believe espn or someone gets to do it the ninth and then nbc gets to do it the 10th and then whoever cbs gets to do it the 11th and then they do the whole schedule the 12th they're literally taking a whole week in may to release their schedule it's like they've they've really become all about me and i love it because i'm all about it they're so good at milking every single second of the drama. They they just know how to do it. Speaking of drama, on Tuesday, we ran through the NFC division by division futures that we liked um, based on the draft. Today, we're going to do the AFC. As we did last week or on Tuesday, we're going to start with the Eastern division in this conference. That would be the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills... Heavy, heavy favorites at minus 180. The Pats are next at plus 400. Side bet, 
week 12 is when we start hearing the calls for Bailey Zappi, likely from Colin Wilson, uh, Action Network college football analyst, to be the new starting quarterback for the Patriots. Dolphins at plus 400. The Jets, who had the greatest draft in NFL history, if you ask anybody in New York, plus 2,000. So, look, Matt Mitchell, I want to bring you in for a second. The Bills are at minus 180. The Bills are plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. They have the shortest odds of anybody in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. Like, people have become so all in on the Bills. If you ask anybody, Josh Allen is rated as the best quarterback in the NFL. Are we, are we peak Bills right now? Does it make you nervous? How are you feeling about all this? Does it make me nervous? Yeah, it makes me want to puke my guts out, Chad. The Buffalo Bills, who have never won a Super Bowl and haven't made a Super Bowl since the 1993 season, are ridiculous favorites to win the Super Bowl. Like you said, under 7-1. to one. I don't care for that at all. Am I bullish on the team? Yeah, I think they're just as good as they were last year. So, it, you know, the whole thing comes down to can they win a really hard playoff game against a team that will likely be an even matchup. And I don't know. I hope so. But they seem to have been compiling a go for broke roster. And that's really exciting. We lost Brian Dable to the Giants. I've had plenty of anger with him over the years about the way he calls a game. I don't think that's necessarily a downgrade, but I'm as anxious about this season as I've ever been because I'm crushed by the weight of expectation which I've had the luxury of not having until recently for 20 years. So I'm kind of dreading the season and excited about it just the same. I wish we could just skip to January. The uh, Bills drafted in the first round um, a cornerback from Florida, Kair Alam. You know, they need a corner, right? Like you don't know if Tredavious White, how he's going to return. And if there are any holes in that defense, it was in the defensive secondary. James Cook running back from Georgia, one of the top picks in the second round, early second round pick. And then they did more defense in the, in the third round with a linebacker from Baylor. I don't know, Simon. feels like they just sort of filled the holes they needed to fill to get more depth, but it's really going to come down to Josh Allen. It's really all yeah, that matters. Between the Kelsey brothers, the Watt brothers, the Bosa brothers, I'm all about taking siblings. So the fact that they took Cook, I mean, we've seen what his brother did for Minnesota. If, that, if he pops for them, with the Bills, I mean, again, he's a second-round running back. That's that's all that equity. I love that move by them. And the cornerback in the first round, that's that's the play for the Bills. They literally gave up a first down to kick a field goal with seven seconds. In seven seconds, some uh, Mahomes was able to put his team in position to kick a field goal. I had no doubt they are going to try to go cornerback because that's th- there is no weakness on offense. It's like we talked about it last year. You are asking me what quarterback I would take over everyone else. It's Josh Allen just because of the simple fact this is – every quarterback is a different prime. This is Josh Allen's prime. He's bigger than everyone. He's stronger than everyone. He's faster than everyone. He can throw with incredible accuracy. He's literally what Cam, we all thought Cam Newton was going to be, this really big, strong, incredible arm. We saw how quickly Cam broke down. So for Josh Allen, th- these are the big years right now. That's what like hurt so bad for Bills fans last year. They felt like they wasted a year because – that, that was the best team in football last year. No doubt the Bills was the best team in football. So um, I love them, obviously, in this division. The Patriots, just quickly touch on them. Don't really love what they've done this offseason. I think they... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think that their first round draft pick was... Wait for it. Strange. <laughs> 
Wow, you're just Cole waiting for that with Strange, a final word. Cole Strange, an offensive guard from Chattanooga who uh, was ranked third at his position, uh, graded out at a 77, and in an overall rank of player at 77. The best reaction might have been what um, what uh, Sean McVay had when he was doing a press conference. When he heard, <laughs> he's like, I can't believe we watched film on him. We're thinking he'd be available at 104. Yeah. No, and it's, again, I, I, I hate shitting on Belichick, but he, he does these little questionable picks like this. And sure, back in the day, these things would work, but they haven't in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years. So, yeah, I don't. I don't love what the Patriots have done this offseason. They spent all that money last year. They've been very quiet this year. Um, and Bill just hasn't drafted well. He, he just simply has not through the years. So I'm, I'm down on them. I, I look at Miami as probably the best value in this division. They got the new coach who, yeah, I might think he sounds like an idiot and that he smokes way too much weed. But apparently he's just a really chill, laid back dude. And Miami is excited about him. They, they love this move where Tyreek Hill – that's a big deal. Like this guy's going to open up this offense for Waddle. And, you know, if, if Tua, he's getting the Hurts treatment, if Tua's going to be their guy, this is kind of it. Like, I don't know how true that whole thing is about Tom Brady and him becoming a partial owner or doing whatever it was with Miami. Guess what? Tom Brady redid his deal. He's, he's out of Tampa after this year. So they, they I honestly don't think they really care about this year. Miami. Like they're, they'll be so happy if Tua can be good and take them to the playoffs, but the way I look at it, if that stuff about Brady getting partial ownership of Miami is true, he, he's going to Miami next year. So I don't know. They're they're a weird team to me this year. Um, it just makes me – again, it makes me like the Bills even more. And the Jets, I'll be quick on them. I, I'm happy for you, Jets fans. Enjoy that night. That was great. Um, it's <laughs> – that's why the draft's so stupid. It's like – the Raiders, they give up Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. They had three first-round picks. Guess what all three first-round picks they, they just had did? None of them signed a fifth-year option. They, they literally just had four years of that guys, and they're letting them go. So three first-round picks, none of them signed for that fifth-year option. If that happens with these Jets fans, I, I honestly, I got help these guys. But I think it's a hit no matter what on Sauce. Um, top four pick on him, he's worth it. He's unbelievable as a cornerback. We'll see about the wide receiver. We'll see about the DN. But yeah, the Jets are exciting. But twenty to one, I still wouldn't touch them. I just think they're light years away from the Bills and even the Patriots in Miami. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson could take the year, the year two leap. I could be dead wrong, but I just look at this team as being another year or two away, just because I just don't think they have enough pieces there yet. You're going too fast. Can we go back to the Dolphins for a second? Because obviously. In this division, in terms of player movement, doing what they did in the offseason, yeah. the most interesting team. It is exactly what we talked about on Tuesday with A.J. Brown going to the Eagles, getting Jalen Hurts some weapons. Now Tua has the weapons. And he's got Mike McDaniels. Like, again, I make like, fun of the guy. He's a, he is supposedly a mastermind on offensive stuff as a head coach. That's a big deal. Um, this is a really interesting team. They did yep. not have a lot of draft picks, so they only had like four <laughs> picks. So what you see is what you get yep. on this team right now. Like if you like what they're doing on defense, that's what it's going to be. If you think they're going to be better on offense, 
because of the offensive weapons they now have, then at plus 400, this might be the team other than the Bills. Although the truth is you probably want to take Bills in the box in some kind of you know, yeah. big parlay. It's just, we just don't, again, we love, we love the upside of Tua. We just neither Chad or I trust Tua. And all the pros I talk to, they like them. They like the value on Miami too. Cause again, Mike McDaniels is an exciting head coach and they just got Tyreek Hill. Like that's a really exciting offense with arguably the best secondary in all football and defense. So uh, I love the value of Miami, but it's the same thing as the Eagles and Hurts. It's like, we don't know about this quarterback and I don't know how much money I want to get down on this to a kid where I've seen him have little flash moments. I've also seen him have some of the most dud, dumb boneheaded plays ever last year. So it, it's really hard to know to a, at this time next year, do you think that the team with the second best value in the AFC East, let's project based on current rosters and future talent and development outside the Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, at this time next year, who has the second shortest odds? Again, if Tom Brady goes to the Dolphins, I think it would be the Bills would be minus. 110, 120 for that division, and Tom Brady would be maybe plus 130, plus 140. Like, again, Matt Mitchell, he would hate to admit it. That would, that would literally keep him up on it. That would give Bills fans PTSD if this man was just back in their division on a different team. I can't even imagine how awful that would be. So, yeah, sitting here as teams are right now and Tua does not work out, it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, the Patriots being the next team next year. But as you sit here right now, I just, I just all the stuff I hear about this Tom Brady stuff. It sounds like that was a done deal. Him going to Miami, Sean Payton going there, but like Floria, I mean Flores. I'm I'm sorry. When he came out that suit against Miami, I think it kind of left a little bit of a stain there. So Tom Brady going to get involved in it. So again, it's I know we should be talking about 2024, but it's or 2023 season. It's just these rumors. There's a lot, a lot of smoke, and like Chad always says, if there's smoke, there's fire. Also, it's hard to talk about a 2022-2023 season when the Bills are so much better, right? It's a little bit like talking about the NFC South. They're, I don't know if they are, though. It, it comes down to the quarterback. It's like, are they that much better than Miami? I don't know. It comes down to the quarterback because it's like we've seen it time and time again. These teams, it's just different. It comes to playoff time. If you don't have a quarterback, if you have a Tannehill, He's probably not going to live up to the moment where you got you have a guy like, you know, we saw last year. It's like there's there's just certain quarterbacks that step up in the playoffs. And right. That's- but dude, Josh Allen is so far and away better than Mac Jones, than Tua, than Zach Wilson, in the same way that Tom Brady is so far and away better than Jameis or right. Marcus Mariota or Sam Darnold. Like and or that Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields or Jared Goff. Like that's where you're going to see the biggest discrepancies. Like in the, you know, it's really interesting. Let's go to the NFC, the AFC North for a second. We had talked on Tuesday about um, how much we love the Ravens draft. We being I, and then you hated it and felt like they get credit. And I didn't hate it. I thought they had a good draft, but it's just no matter what they do every year, everyone's like, oh, my God, the Ravens. And Matt Mitchell's like, they (laughs) drafted a center, and everyone thinks they're geniuses, whereas anyone else does it, it's like whatever, you drafted a center. Um, The Bengals, like, 
are plus 220 on FanDuel. The Ravens are plus 200 right now on FanDuel. So those odds have flipped. Yep. And we talked about that's why we were fine on the Ravens. I, I still think this division, in my opinion, goes Ravens one, Bengals two, Browns, and, and then the Steelers. Like, who, who the hell is putting money on the Browns? Like, I just, again, I love the upside of the team, but it's, I don't know, man. This whole Watson-Baker thing, like, is this guy going to get suspended for a year? Like, we just saw an MLB pitcher. I don't even want to talk about the whole situation. Basically, a guy got suspended for two years for something he didn't get charged for. NFL, they can't be just, you know, doing nothing about this whole Watson situation. So I, I don't get the Browns being the favorite in this division right now. I, I, obviously, I like the Browns. I think they have a great team. Watson, we all know, he's – we talked about it. He's probably a top-five quarterback when he's full full go and playing like we know he can play. So, I don't know. Best, best value, I'm going to still go with the Ravens just because I like – I like teams coming back from injury-ridden seasons – I love that Lamar is still kind of being down a little bit. So it's another prove me year for Lamar. And we just talked about they're, they're, uh, I don't know. They're, they're just one of these teams every year. They're always kind of in it. Like I might make fun of them because they get knocked down in the first round, usually in the playoffs, but usually they get there by winning their division. So they're, they're, they're a good value, but they're not as good as it was. That's why I wouldn't say take the Ravens. I, I honestly think you've kind of missed the boat in the value in this division at this point. So to, to me, I, I'd wait because, again, I'm not going to tell anyone to take Pittsburgh here. I just – I can't do it. As much as we like Mitch, I don't know if it's going to be Mitch or uh, Kenny starting for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I'll just avoid it. I'll, I'll hold my Ravens ticket. Maybe I'll bet it closer to the season. I'm in a very uh, Baltimore frame of mind. Uh, the creators of The Wire did have a new show on HBO – called We Own This City, and it's all about policing in Baltimore. Um, and, of course, I started watching it and during COVID, when I had COVID. Um, and it's great. The accents are great. It's not, you know, Baltimore's got a little bit of a Philly accent because it's all sort of that yeah, it's, Delaware, it's, you know, kind of feeling. But, but oh, it just, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just yeah, thinking about it. Every time you say Baltimore, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, <laughs> the Kenny Pickett thing, the Mike Tomlin thing, uh, not a team that you're going to bet on at this point. They're not exercising the option on Devin Bush. We don't know how their defense uh, is going to do. We don't know a lot about that offense right now. It's hard to take a flyer on the Steelers at this point. Yeah, the defense is going to be incredible, but yeah, we just don't know where we're getting the QB position. So if you're just looking for a blind value bet, I don't hate it on Pittsburgh because again, they're they're probably the best defense in this division, but the Bengals are so good. Like that's just a very complete team. And they've been smart this whole offseason, adding to their offensive line, trying to address that cornerback position. But they, we just the odds of them not having a Super Bowl hangover is just insane. Like, they they fit every criteria of a team that's going to have a down year. They won a division, which means they have a harder schedule. They're all under the age of 26, 27, like they're superstars. Historically, the following year, they all have let down years because it's just different. It's a lot harder when you've reached that mountaintop to follow up the following year. That's just, again, I'm not a Bengals hater. I think they're a great team. And we mean Chad both really like Joe Burrow. It's just the rhythm of the NFL. That's what a lot of this future stuff's betting on. Historically, 
after making it to Super Bowl and losing, that team does not do well the following season, especially ones that win their division. The freaking Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, and they were within minutes of winning it and probably should have won it. Yeah, them, them and the 49ers. Like the 49ers, again, had the ball with a 10-minute lead against that Rams team. They had the ball with a 10-point I mean, lead with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Rams uh, won that game. Rams were down, I believe, uh, might have been like 12. It was a weird number because they they had missed that extra point, whatever it was. And it was like midway through the third quarter. Remember that? The, the, the Bengals just had that big touchdown. The, the, the three and out happened for the Rams. The Bengals got the ball back. And then Joe Burrow had that whole thing with his knee, and it was just never the yep. same. So it, it really is. That's We talk all the time. That's how crazy is this football game. It's like one or two plays aside the entire game. It's stunning. It's totally stunning. Uh, AFC South. Indianapolis Colts, minus 105. Tennessee Titans, plus 145. Jaguars, plus 700. Texans, plus 2,600. Obviously, the big news here. Matt Ryan, now the Colts quarterback. A.J. Brown, not on the Titans. Malik Willis, drafted by the Titans, will not get mentored by Ryan Tannehill. Also, Malik Willis... And all the other quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, fading, dropping deep, deep, deep into the draft. That was a great narrative the night of the draft. Uh, not just because, hey, none were taken in the top 10, as I said, but it just seemed like every single GM put their thinking cap on and said, I'm not overreaching just because they're playing quarterback. Yeah, and again, shout out to Matt Freeman who gave us that amazing stat about if no quarterback goes in the top five historically in NFL's history, if no quarterback goes top five, the under of two and a half quarterback is hit every time. So something to keep in mind in the future if people are mocking quarterbacks outside the top five, it's it's a pretty good bet to bet the under quarterback. So that's that's something to remember because that that hurt me. Uh, That definitely hurt me. And we think we talked about next year. It's just a really good quarterback class. I, I yeah. do think that's the biggest difference. I saw some books open at six and a half over under first round quarterbacks. Obviously, the under got pounded and it dropped all the way down to five and a half. And they just took the they just took the number down. But you know, it's like you just said, teams called the bluffs. They're just like, go ahead, take this guy. Like we're fine with either waiting next year or we think there's enough good quarterbacks in the free agent group. Like Again, go look at the Seahawks QB room and go look at the Atlanta Falcons QB room and tell me these teams aren't tanking. Like, they're tanking. It, it, there is no excuse for them not to go out there and get Jimmy G or get, get Baker, but clearly they made a stance where they don't want to do it. So, looking at this division, Chad, I, I like Jacksonville coming into it, and I just thought they had the most room to grow. I think they've gone now from 14-1 to 1 or 12-1. to 1. Now they're down to 7-1 to 1 to, for this division. Yep. So, the value's gone there. Now the value shifted to the Texans. It's like, it's gross. Go back and watch the film on Davis Mills. Go back Not and look bad. at the kid. It, Davis it, Mills comes out this year. He's the number one player taken overall. You really think so? 100%. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I would say if they could see what he did last year in the NFL, 100%. Yes, he would easily be the number one pick overall just because his upside. Again, on tape, if you put it on there, this kid makes – really, really high-level throws when he had guys all around his legs. So I just look at the Texans as a, it's another thing where it's like, should they be 16-1? to 1? Should they be 15-1 to 1 for this division? Yeah, that's a fair number. 
they're sitting at 25 to one, 26 to one for this division. It's like people are kind of figuring out what we're doing here. We're betting teams that aren't talked about. They're considered a joke. Like that's what the Texans kind of are considered right now. So am I telling you to go bet a lot of money on the Texans to win this division? No, but like, if you had a couple of 10 bucks, you know, 20 bucks laying around, you just want to throw it on a, a good long shot to win a division. I don't hate that the Texans, they, they're just a very solid team all throughout. We saw last year, man, did I sweat that under bet of them? Like they literally got the four wins and I was sweating that one. So they're just one of these teams. I think they're going to be better than people think. I do see Tennessee taking a step back and the Colts with Matt Ryan. I do like the move. I do think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over uh, Carson Wentz but he's not that much bigger of an upgrade. Like if you go back and look at Wentz's numbers last year, they actually weren't that terrible. He just, again, choked in these big moments. So. But Matt Ryan's not known for Matt Ryan's not known for doing that. That's, you know, so. (laughs) Right. Right. So it is, it is weird where all people are like, Oh my God, Matt Ryan to the Colts. Like that's, that's a game changer. They might be a top four, top three team in the AFC. It's, I still don't really look, like at them in that way with Matt Ryan. It doesn't really move the needle for me. So if I'm just going off pure value base, I'll either be on the Jags or Houston at this point. And you know where I stand. I've already bet the Jags. I'll probably hop off this call and throw a little throw a little bit on the Texans just because that's crazy they're this high of a number. I just – like looking at my spreadsheet right now, I had them at 15-1. to 1. So the fact that they're dropped that far at this point, it just shows that people just aren't buying it. They're just looking at them as a very bland, boring team that's going to tank for a quarterback. A little couple, three shekels. That's just what you're going to do. Yeah, not not even one unit. Like, literally, maybe half a unit, maybe less. Half a little unit. Just a little tiny unit. You don't have anything to say about the Titans. Uh, We don't think Ryan Tannehill is a championship-level quarterback. We don't think that they have improved themselves on the edge necessarily with their uh, drafting of a receiver. They've maybe maintained status quo. Um, but this was a team that I think we all thought was overrated as the number one seed in the AFC last year. They proved that out. Plenty of opportunities to advance last year. Ryan Tannehill, I thought, was very thoughtful this this week. He talked about being in therapy, thinking about the loss, having to get over the loss in the playoffs last year. That was clearly because of him. I thought it was equally powerful when he said, I'm not here to be a role model for Malik Willis. What's your take on that? What's your take on, on players who, who outwardly say, it's not my job to train this guy? I feel like he said everything wrong. Like, I'm all for mental health and going to therapy and like that, but I just would not be putting it out there in that type of scenario because I honestly think that's why that team drafted a quarterback. They're just like, dude, get over it. Like, we all lose games. Like, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've blown it or whatever in life. Like, uh, that that was just scary to me. The fact that he's like being hurt that much about that loss where I do put on Tannehill. He did choke that game away, but it's like, I don't know, man, it's that's football. I just can't, I can't believe he had, he's in that kind of space where he said he's had sleepless nights and like he's had to really work through a lot of issues with it. I don't like when quarterbacks say they're not going to help the next guy, but I totally get it. Like you kind of have to be that way, I guess, in that job where it's like it, his mentality right now is, yeah, I'm not going to help this guy, but come first practice when him and they're both standing there doing that little bullshit throwing to each other or whatever. And they're going to be shooting the shit. Tannehill's going to like this kid. Like I've seen a bunch of interviews. Malik's very likable. So Tannehill might say that right now. He hasn't met the kid. He doesn't know the kid. I just think he's 
he's pissed off. It'd be like you hiring someone to come do this show. I'd be like, hey, I want to bring this third guy in. If is that cool with you? And I'd be like, yeah, Chad, that's great. But in the back of my mind, I'd be like, fuck you, Chad. You're already bringing in my replacement. So I, I get where he's coming from, but like that's human nature. I just I wouldn't have said the therapy thing out loud, even though people like Chad are like, yeah, that's great. We're all supportive. I'm a dog. I play like anyone that played sports. Like if I, I would talk so much shit to this guy on the football field. If I had heard about this stuff, horrible things, because that's an edge. That's a weakness now that I know. So I don't like it, but I'm more siding with him on the sense that he, he's just shook right now. Like he's just saying things that a shook person would say. So I I got no money on Tannehill and I'll forever be grateful for Vrabel for winning the coach of the year last year, but I'm so off Tennessee. They just, Perfect storm last year, right? Getting that one seed. They ain't getting that one seed this year. By the way, now you know why Darren Ravel hates you so much. <laughs> why? Because you were the third guy in on the show. And by the next year, we kicked Ravel out. I remember I called Matt Mitchell. I'm like, Scooch can't do it. <laughs> what do you think we just go with Simon and Darren? And Matt Mitchell was like, fuck Darren. You don't need Darren. Just he do said, drop the Darren. He said, drop Darren. <laughs> uh, it's tough business, this media thing, huh? Seriously, one day you're in, the yeah. next day you're out. Next day you're buying your own card signed by you on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no joke. I remember I was at a Super Bowl party many, many, many years ago. And there was a, at the time, high profile media personality who we noticed had someone following him the whole time, just sort of pointing him, pointing at him and saying, Hey, that's so-and-so. Hey, that's so-and-so. Oh my God. Yeah. And me and another guy who was a writer at the magazine were like, is this really happening? <laughs> like, what is going on here? What a next level narcissist. I love it. I know, that right? <laughs> it's next level. That guy didn't last very long. The playoffs are heating up and you can make every game feel like game seven on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no sweat, same game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play, and best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. For example, tonight I like the Boston Celtics, the under, and Jason Tatum rebounds over. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code FAVORITES. Once again, that's promo code FAVORITES. And if you already have an account, you're all set to bat, no sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same-game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or over in select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342-1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. one 800 522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. We got to go to the AFC West because that is the glamour division in the NFL right now. 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, plus 155. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, plus 240. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, plus 260. Derek Carr of the $140 million contract and Josh McDaniels, plus 700. I guess the value is on the Raiders there. Easy bet. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. I mean, we're already invested in the Chargers, and I think we, we talked on the show, at, they might have been 301 or 350. That, that, that was where the value was. We, we joked about it, like Chiefs. They're always going to be the cream of the crop. But then the Russell Wilson move to the Denver, that's what got us good value on the Chargers. You just talked about this. No joke at the NFL said you have to pay this year to watch this division. I feel like every fan would pay because this is literally the best, arguably the best division in football ever. And we can go through each team like the Chiefs. Let's go through each team. And let's, by the way, let's do it with patience and care. Let's (laughs) talk about the Chiefs. I don't, I, there's nothing I can do about the way I do it, Chad. Like, no patience, no care. I'm just going to fly through it. Uh, Chiefs, don't do it. Don't tie your money up in this team this early. Of course not. Um, it's just, just a waste. We we expect them to finally have maybe a down year, but it's like, am I going to put my money on it? A lot of people were, I mean, people could not wait to bury them last year. Remember that? How people are just so off of them. I had other pros text me, dude, great call on the Chargers, 40 to 1. The, win the Super Bowl. Great, great bet on the Chargers to win that division. We saw what happened the second half of the season. The, the, the young team, the Chargers with the young head coach, who's overthinking it, going for it on every fourth down, fell apart. And steady Eddie, Andy Reid, here he came again with Patrick Mahomes, and they won that division. And, you know, it's just – I want to doubt them, and it, it, I just want to tell people to stay away from them. But it just seems like every year the Chiefs are going to be in it. So, to me, if I'm going off the team I like the most of this division – it wouldn't be the Chiefs. I just like you said, Chad. There's no value there right now. Chargers, however, plus two forty. There was value at plus three hundred. They traded for Khalil Mack. Derwin James will be healthy. Yep. Justin Herbert is still Justin Herbert. Hopefully, they have learned a little bit about the value of going for it on fourth down and when not to go for it on fourth <laughs> down and yep. how to gain points. Because uh, this team is a, you know. We've been the, the Chargers are soccer of the 1980s. They are the future team every single year. Could this be the year they finally become the team of the future? Yep. I mean, again, we're people know we love the Chargers. Like we, that was one of my better hits I've ever had in 1901. Was talking about him as rookie of the year, and you know, I, I don't know what Herbert is doing this offseason, but I can guarantee you it's all football related. This kid just seems like the ultimate football nerd. He's a quiet dude, but apparently he is just obsessed with football. So, you know, it, it's hard not to love this Chargers team. They've they've done great this offseason. I think they took an offensive line in the first round. Love to see it. Just keep keep adding to that O-line and making it better for him. Um, it's just the value's gone. Like me and Chad talk all the time. It's It's a value-based business, so – yeah, I might like them the most to win this division. I think they're the best bet. Sure, if you want to take it, take it. But I just feel bad saying to this is my you have to take a best value in this bet because we gave it out a month ago and it was at plus three hundred, plus three fifty different books, and and now you're, you're you're missing out on almost you know plus a hundred, plus one fifty. That's a lot of value to miss out on. The uh, the Chargers took Zion Johnson, uh, offensive yes. guard from Boston College, Stud. in the first round will be a total day one starter. Yep. Uh, this is an offensive line that with their draft last year, this should be a great offensive line for the next five years. Like they are so set at every single position 
this is this is a team just poised for greatness. And in any other division, they are minus three hundred favorites <laughs> to win their division. Yeah, again, instead, the best division ever in football. Instead, they're a plus two forty behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, before just barely the new Russell Wilson led uh, Denver Broncos. So I'm, I'm, I'm Chad knows I planted my flag in Russell Wilson's one of the most overrated quarterbacks to ever play football. Uh, and nothing's changed. Not, not doing anything with Denver, not touching it. It's to, to me, it's just going to be a team that a million excuses are going to be made for them. Cause all these things went wrong for them the upcoming season, but it, they are what they are. I just, I just don't see it happening with this team. I, Love their defense. Uh, I really do. But with Russell Wilson, I, I just can't see it working out for them. Uh, his prime was about two and a half, three years ago. And those days of him doing that McNabb, Tony Romo, scramble around, throw off his back foot, 60 yards downfield right into a guy and stride into the end zone. It's just it's just few and far in between. It's kind of, it, In my opinion, it's kind of gone. So it, it, people are looking like he got a huge upgrade offensively in Denver. Go, go look at the splits on Denver's offensive line. They're horrible. Did they improve their offensive line this year? No, they did not really. So I, I, I'm off of it. I'm just not on this Denver team. Uh, I, I don't know if you feel different about it, Chad. No, they drafted one offensive lineman, by the way. They had probably close to 10, I think 10 picks, mostly late round picks, one offensive lineman, largely choosing on the defensive side of the ball. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think there's too much. I love, I'm the opposite of you in that I love Russell Wilson, but I'm with you in that there's too much value being placed on what he can do for this team based on the miraculous things he's done for the Seahawks over the years. Only this, this Denver team, um, the coaching is still obviously going to be brand new. You don't know what you're getting yet. And uh, uh, I think there's still some holes offensively that they need to worry about. Um, so to me, it's a pass at plus 260, especially when you've got the Raiders and a dynamic offensive mind in Josh McDaniels. Hold on one sec. What? You just said, you said what pisses me off about the Russell Wilson thing. You said he's done all these amazing things for Seattle. Name them. Guy. There isn't, people can't. I do it all the time. Like I have other pros that say that shit. I'm just like, oh yeah, that amazing moment where he threw that pick in the end zone where his team lost Super Bowl. Oh my God. Wasn't that amazing moment where his team won 43 to eight, where his defense scored. No, 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 defense a touchdown. That is, that is, that is, that is an overgeneralization. It's not. Like, look. Congrats on 11 and five every year making the playoffs and then losing in the first and second round at home. You're defining great things as having won championships. I'm defining great things as having covered. (laughs) <laughs> and many, many times in his career, when it seemed like the Seahawks should have been out of the game, one way or the other, this guy has come back and led them to a last second win or gotten them to a place where they ended up covering a game they shouldn't have covered. That's all I'm talking about. He has supreme athletic ability and the ability to make plays and ability to keep his team in the game. Doesn't mean they're Super Bowl contenders. No. Doesn't mean that I think this team can win the division. No. All I'm saying is that I give him credit for over the years, haven't been a guy who kept his team in a position to cover. That's I'm going to reach it. out to Evan. I'm going to find out what his splits were historically against the spread after losing the Legion of Boom. I don't think it's as good as you think it is. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I guarantee I'm right. 
in the same way I was right about no quarterback <laughs> drafted in God the top damn 10. It. Boom. <laughs> Raiders plus 700. Josh McDaniels, uh, Derek Carr, signed Derek Carr to a massive $140 yeah. million guaranteed deal. Yeah. I Don't mean, to it. I mean, yeah, uh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, we love – this is by far the best value. I think of all the divisions right now, this might be my favorite value bet. This this team is – again, Gruden did definitely – Gruden and Madoc in these NFL drafts, they, they did screw this Raiders team. Okay, they have holes on this defense. But, oh, my God, this offense. Like, if they can figure it out with Adams, Renfro, and Waller, unbelievable. Like, this it's, – it's, it's literally it, – again, we can go through all the league. There's just so much talent everywhere. It's got to be one of the top five receiving cores. And Derek Carr, we've seen him have those moments. Like, he can make throws that only a handful of guys can make. So, I hate it because I hate betting money on Derek Carr because he just always burns me. I always like, okay. Because, again, he had that MVP year. Shit, man. It might be like six years ago with Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack were on his team. He has that in him. He just has not been able to put it together. And last year they were putting together – they just had so much last year, and they still somehow made the playoffs. And, again, they were a fourth down away completion in the end zone from beating the Bengals on the road. So it's ugly, it's gross, but these are the bets you need to make. And this, is a, this to me, is a smart bet, taking the Raiders, where this number should be closer to plus 400 just because, again, I think the Chargers and Chiefs are better than them. But it's bumped way down just because people are so much higher on Denver than we are. So I love taking that value on the Raiders right now. All right. We love the Raiders, plus 700. In the AFC West, in the AFC North, we kind of might like the Ravens a little bit. In the AFC East, Dolphins plus four hundred. AFC, AFC South, South. just AFC only South. a couple pennies on Houston. Couple, couple shekels, couple two or three <laughs> shekels on Houston. For Simon Hunter, for producer Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Guys, we've been a lot of questions about the show changing time. So every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 o'clock Eastern, we will be dropping our episodes. Basically, it's a thing with the volume. Till further notice, we'll be keeping it at that schedule. So 11 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's when the show will be dropping. Download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, say anything you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.